0: plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to another episode of the Self-Build Plus podcast, where we chat with self-builders, suppliers, and experts about all things home building and renovating in Ireland on both sides of the border. I'm Astrid Matson, your host and the editor of Self-Build Magazine. This episode, we're joined by Mark McCall. His project in County Down was featured in the Summer 2021 edition of Self-Build Magazine. Mark's house was block-built, is heated by an air source heat pump, and ventilated with mechanical ventilation with heat recovery. As a second-time self-builder as well, loads of tips and advice and inspiration. So, as a contractor build, I suppose there was a lot done by the main contractor. But uh, can you walk us through what the stages were for your build, um, especially having installed a home automation system, um, just from the foundation stage and ground clearance phase?
1: Thanks for having me on. Yes, yeah, sure. Uh, I'm delighted to do that. Um, I don't know um if i'm uh, have any expertise here but we've done two self-builds <laughs> if you say if you said you know a couple of people said to us this time that you need to do three to get it right but i think if you did 33 you'd still be learning learning things
0: some people uh, say you should get it right the first time <laughs>
1: <laughs> we certainly didn't we were young we were in our 20s probably in our, our first self-build so we've a bit more life experience now and, and things were certainly different this time mm-hmm. uh, we, we started off planning i guess in 2017 um, we, we had a, a site um, and uh, we knew that we wanted to do something different this time. So um, we, we didn't move out of our house uh, until I think it was October 2018. Um, so we did have quite a, quite a good uh, long uh, sort of planning roll in. And, and even after we'd sold our house, we, we still continued um, some planning and, and, and lived with uh, family. So eventually, I think it was around June 2019 was when we uh, started. Um that was after, I say a lot of planning. We were even involved with our kitchen people, you know, as well as our architects in the early days because we, we sort of realised on, on our previous self-build that we had done some things a little too late. Things like the kitchen, which you think maybe you can fit into your house once the house is, you know, completed. We found that there were windows and things that needed moved and, and stuff that, that affected the kitchen. So we were determined this time to to do a lot more planning before we started. So, uh I it was around... Uh, june 2019 when when we uh got the machinery and the plant and started to clear the site and right away i guess we were into our contingency because it turned out with a lot of clay to remove um so that was a bit of a shock at the start um
0: yeah not not a nice thing to have happen but it's quite common isn't it i mean
1: how
0: how was it on your first one did you have any issues with the groundworks as well
1: no, we were in quite a rocky site in, in, in the first uh, in the first self build, but uh, it didn't sort of come down to where the the house was. It was more in the garden, so we're quite lucky that way. Um, so this this was definitely new to us. We'd hope to be able to spread some of the topsoil in, in a different area in the field, but um, as I say, it was clay, and the the builder advised us to, to get rid of it. So we had to pay uh, quite a few thousand at the start. So. That, that was a shock, but I guess, um, you know, it's a good to have a contingency. It's one of those things that you, you always hear about you, you need to have, and it's probably never big enough, but, uh, we, we were glad we had it. Certainly from, from day one, mm. the, I guess we were straight into the founds then. And advice there I would say was that some of the, the drainage in the footings, you know, right, right from the very start, there's shower uh, drainage things in the footings that were put in the wrong place. Um, probably our fault but the the architect had put some generic symbols for bathrooms (coughs) showers and baths and toilets and things which which really bore no resemblance to where they were actually going to go um but the builder sort of took that as gospel and and uh cut it on quite early thankfully but um that's just something maybe that that came out of the yeah
0: uh, and and who caught that early you were on site a lot weren't you you were, we were quite site, present yes so yeah we were,
1: we were lucky enough to say our family were we we're we we're on family ground here so we we're right beside uh, living beside the site which again you know i've talked to a few people who um have built homes maybe 40 or 50 miles away you know when we're going up at the weekend and things and a lot of errors happened you know in a week a week's a long time so i guess being on site is uh one of the top things i would say you know, were very good, very lucky with their builder, great guys, um, and nothing was too much trouble for them. So, um, I don't know that they always loved having us there every day. Um, <laughs> but you know, it, it, uh, you know what it's like. You know, I read something the other day that said um, it was advice for self-builders, and one of the things it said was that um, the guy didn't realize how much headspace it would take up. And I think that's a very good point. You know, it, it does sort of take over your life if if you want it to. I guess there are people maybe who are. Happy to employ an architect and let let it all go ahead. But I think most people, if they're doing a self build, want to be heavily involved.
0: Well, you might as well because it is at the end of the day you who's going to be living in the house. So to have that element of control is is quite important. And catching out things like you just said about the foundations, um, you kind of you kind of need to have that in, that that involvement. To, uh, there's a minimum involvement you need. Already, Absolutely, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, and I think
1: you know it—it's it, a custom home with your custom layout and all, all these things. You know that, thats the advantage of a self-build. So um, there's every reason to be heavily involved.
0: Mm-hmm. So then, so your foundation sorted with all um, the drainage and everything sorted, <laughs> hopefully yeah. at that stage. <laughs> and then, and then what happened?
1: So I guess, uh, we were into the steel work, um, um, to put up the frame mainly for the barn. It, it's a block build. We haven't done hard over timber frame and, and block and, um, our previous house had had a wooden floor and some stud walls upstairs. And, you know, we were, we were always finding them very noisy. So we were determined to have a, uh, Bison slab floor in, on the first floor this time. And, and we favored block build. We did have a look at timber frame and, uh, my cousin not far from us here has built a fabulous timber frame home so i don't think we would have been wrong to go that route either um i think it's just a personal choice at the end of the day um so i guess the next thing we were working a lot with our smart home guys even at this stage um because obviously first fix is coming up once you're into the the, the block build um and that's probably one of the most important things to do i think we started first fix um maybe January, February, We've, I think we completed it in January, February in 2020. Um, i trying to think back. Yeah, I think it was uh, early 2020, just before lockdown. Um, and that is su- such an important bit to get right. Um, Epitome Living, our smart home guys, produced a comprehensive cable plan, w- which is a wire map for each Luxon light switch, speaker, network point, door lock, sensor, etc. are all documented on a color coded chart. And then that was handed to uh, the electrician then to to do the actual physical cabling.
0: So so the the electrician had to to chase all the walls. You're talking about, is it? Or?
1: Yes, exactly. So the smart home guys really come up with the plan. You know, mm-hmm. we we had many meetings with with them, and we we were lucky enough to get an invite to the Luxon House in Austria and, and spend a the weekend there living with the system. Um, I think you so mentioned in in the article in, in your magazine that. I've run a, a blog on smart home tech for about 25 years now. And so the, our last house was pretty much a test bed for all these systems. Uh, you know, it, was, it was lots of experiments and what worked and what didn't work, both in the, the technology and also in the principles, You know, like lights coming on when you go into a room. That was something that we re- really liked, but was unreliable. We found in some of the DIY uh, or sort of more, more budgety systems. Um, So we we took a long time to work out what it was we wanted. And probably each meeting that we had with the the, 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 smart home guys, we saw a new capability of the system and, and just kept adding and adding to it. So we've ended up with a pretty comprehensive system
0: hmm so um so then what why was there a steel structure was that if you block built um what do you need the steel for it was because of the large window openings was uh, it yes
1: yeah, the open plan barn yeah uh, so the, the building's uh, sort of two rectangles side beside with a, a little flat roof uh, hallway linking them both so the single story barn uh, with a vaulted ceiling needed quite a bit of steel.
0: And in terms of running cables and things, steel is a bit of a tricky one to get around, isn't it?
1: The tricky one indeed, and also it presented a problem with our MVHR system. Um, there was a, an issue with ducting going between floors and, and steelwork and things. We actually ended up cutting uh, some, some of the steel to make a, a route um, for our ducting for the MVHR, which meant putting another steel beam in, a, in another area, I think it was a huge extra at the time of 1700 quid something like that um which is disappointing because you know you you employ architects and all all these experts and yet whenever something goes wrong everybody turns around and looks at you with their hand open so we were (laughs) we were determined after our first self build to try and limit the, the extras because we knew you know the more planning you can do the more details you can get right right from the start means less extras but we still were hit with several uh, that were quite that were quite painful. I would have to say.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So then, um, so did you have to borrow through the steel just for the ducting, or the the wiring as
1: well? Just for the ducting.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: So okay. the wiring actually simplifies in, in in the in the way that we are at the moment. So the Luxone system uh, uses a, a cable which is um, forty-eight volts, twenty-four volts, maybe twenty-four volts, and uh, data. in a a, a single cable and they daisy chain along so the the spotlights for example in the hall there's one cable daisy chains to each spotlight but every spotlight's still individually addressable
0: right okay yeah yeah so that limits the amount of of cabling obviously yeah
1: yes exactly yeah even but we still put around four kilometers of cable in um you know, wow, that, that, that's the the data cables we've Cat 6a for, for all the data points and wi-fi points cat 6 for cctv cameras Cat several seven for gen, general io things like even like doorbells and things and we have speaker cables Luxone tree cables five core led cables and another couple of hundred meters of coax cable as well for tvs and things so
0: right you know, it's quite comprehensive and and what tell me what's the difference between Cat Six and Cat Seven? Is it that the data can go faster on Seven?
1: Yes, more, more shielding generally um, as as you go up the scale. But the, the big the big recommendation say for most people is Cat Six and Cat Six A. Sound very similar, but Cat Six A, um, will, will do gigabit uh, Ethernet for a, a for or sorry, ten gigabit Ethernet for a much longer distance. So for for all the extras involved, to encourage people to put Cat Six A in. And banner. why did
0: you put some Cat Seven? You mentioned Cat Seven for doorbells, was it? Yes. Yeah, so,
1: f- so for for our smart home guys, uh, um, it also color codes things as well. Um, things like doorbells, any sort of general I/O or, or gates, for example, or, or doors or anything like that that, that needs uh, to carry up some current, they they used Cat Seven. Um, but I say Cat, Cat Six A, Cat Six A a is good enough for most things.
0: Right. Okay. Um. So. So the cabling that f- first fixed stage of running all the cables along the walls and ceilings and things. Were there any hiccups? Anything that happened? Did, was it clear for the electrician to straightforward? I mean, it sounds like a lot of cables.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was. And I think it went fairly well. There were a couple of things we had to move. Maybe. Um. Quite late on, we decided that we were going to put a, a wall in the barn of like an oak slatted wall just to warm things up in here um and that meant moving a couple of main sockets and things but in, in general no everything was planned very well by by the smart home guys and uh, i think having that plan um you know n- number cables and references and it, where everything was going to that, that made a big difference i think the guys also run uh, a certain amount of redundant cables as well you know with have been in other projects where a nail goes through a cable in the wall or whatever. So they, they do run extra cables here and there as well. And we can see some of those in our in our plant uh, area and the guards there, you know, where there are some some left there that if anything went wrong they can, they can quickly reconnect up with spare cable.
0: Okay. And did you have to use that or
1: No, I don't think we've mm-hmm. used any of them. I think mm-hmm. we were we were uh, pretty sound here.
0: hmm So so then the next phase was what?
1: So I guess that was first fix complete, as I say, January, February in 2020. And then we were in the lockdown in March. Um, the site cleared uh, just as the heat pump went in and things were starting to get exciting. And we shut down for five weeks, I think it was. Yeah. Um, but second fix then um, continued on after that. And we completed second fix by around June. Um. And that—that that was obviously most of the the uh, cables being wired up um, by the electricians. Things like our ovens and and, and things like that. Um,
0: so plastering done before, obviously, isn't that plastering, how it works? Yes, yeah, plastering. So done you before. you finish the walls, and then you can put all the sockets and the bits.
1: Exactly, at, and that's in why front. first fix is so important. You know, I think it's it's important to think about cables. Even if you don't use a cable, you know it's better to have it in the wall f- for the price of a cable uh, either than to go looking for one a month after you've moved in. Um, and again, we probably didn't get that 100% right. There's, there's a, a place um, behind the sofa where I think you should probably have had a network point, but um, Wi-Fi is another big one. You know, We, we have seven um, Wi-Fi hotspots throughout the house, um, garage outside, places like that. Um so that, that, that'll be another big one I'd encourage people to think about you know especially houses that are so well insulated and maybe foil backed insulation a lot of these things kill wi-fi so you can buy nice little neat units from uh, ubiquity unify that go on the wall you know you, you just bring a cat5 to a, a powerpoint in the room and, a, and the, the wi-fi hot point uh, access point just fits on the wall gives you a couple of ethernet sockets as well if you need to, to plug in a, a pc in a study or something um but we've, we've got wi-fi coverage throughout the house because of that
0: yeah yeah that that's true actually i mean it used to be just the thick old stone buildings that had issues with yeah. transmitting but now with all the insulation yeah it's yeah. um you can't just have one point in the center or you need a booster or something but yeah exactly yeah better to have the the actual power the ethernet points in the wall yeah yeah <gasps> makes sense um so then so second fix so is that the phase where you had all the controls on the walls you have you have an interface on the wall don't you for to control the house
1: Yes, yeah, so we, we have a touch screen, just to, which is an iPad that uh, Luxone use, when it runs an app and it gives us control of all the systems in the house. But you know, it, it's rare probably that you that you use that. Um, it's good to have it there. Don't get me wrong. You know, and there are times when we do use it. But the app, the app's available uh, from from the phone in your pocket. But you know, apps aren't ideal for controlling things. You know, you want a lot of things to happen automatically, like say when we're, light, lights coming on when you enter a room or key light roof windows closing whenever the wind picks up or it starts to rain, those things all happen autonomously. Um, The switches on the walls, a Luxone switch is a five zone switch. So tapping in the center controls uh, different lighting scenes in the rooms. Uh, Top right is music up, bottom right is music down. And then on the left hand side, you've got blinds up and blinds down. So all quite intuitive, Um, no need for a degree in computer science to to operate it. And anyone who enters a room, anyway, that the light comes on automatically for them. So, yeah, it's making it as friendly as possible.
0: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. And, and is it integrated to the heating system? Was there any kind of yes, link-up that had to sure. be done between the heat pump guys and... Yes, the... absolutely.
1: So we have a Modbus interface um, between the Luxone system and the Hitachi heat pump. Um, so that the guys, uh, Daily Renewables and, and Epidemi Living, both uh, talk to each other and... The system's interface now, so um, the house can control the heat pump, the the Luxone system, which is great because we're on an Economy 7 tariff now with an electric car, which we charge at night, and we get a cheaper rate at night, so they've set the system that that heats the house during the the off-peak electricity price. Um, And with the sort of good thermal mass of the block build and the tile floor and the stone wall, it, uh, it releases the heat back into the house then during the day
0: and the the ventilation system your mvhr is that 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 runs on its yep. own anyway it's independent yeah. is it or yeah,
1: it is but it's linked as well uh, astrid so um, every light switch in, in the luxone system is a temperature and humidity sensor built into it as well so in the bathroom for example or in our ensuite um, after we've had a shower the luxone system will detect the rays and humidity and it'll boost the mvhr until that lowers again
0: right okay so that's um so that's also integrated yeah and that was the same supplier so you you kind of um liaise they it was the same system as for the heat pump wasn't it exactly Mm, mm, yeah Mm-mm. Um, and then, so w- what's third fix? Because that's a term I've heard for home automation systems specifically.
1: Yes. Well, it seems to be that sort of fettling stage at the end. You know, a, a lot of these uh, these switches I'm talking about in the wall are all on a low voltage cable. You know, they're, they're, they're just, it's a bit like a canvas in a car. Um, they're just signaling the central processor in the garage. Um, so the third fix, I guess, is, is where they come in and put all that on, program up the system and, and get everything uh, working and you know we're in the house over a year now and we're still tweaking slightly probably a lot of tweaks in the first few months and the odd tweak still now um one of the switches in, in the utility room um, we programmed shortly after we moved in to open the garage doors so as we're going out in the utility in the morning we can put the garage door up you know before we don't have to be sitting in the car Pressing the button to raise the door. By the time you get to the car, and sitting at the doors already open. So, little things like that. Because it's a smart system, and everything's pretty much can be programmed to do whatever you want. So, um, that that third fix is all about uh, getting all getting everything felt
0: and and so what other so what's what's kind of the the idea of the the lighting you have like um lights that can come on in different colors and yeah. and all of that is that automated or is that do you just kind of choose if you want blues or yes yeah, so it's, auto, or... it's
1: automated in the sense that when you walk into a room the lights come on out a default scene so that there's a it's not a movement center it's what it's what looks from call a presence center anyone yeah. who's, who's done a bit of uh Home automation or smart home stuff will, will probably recognize the, the scenario where you walk into the room and you have lights coming on on a timer, you know, based on movement. And, but if you're sitting, watching a movie, let's say, the lights can go off after a while because they don't see any more movement. But the Luxone system has a microphone built in, so it's listening as well. So as long as the TV's on or you're talking, um, it, it knows you're still there so it's a little bit uh, smarter than that so yes the lights come on when you walk into a room uh, they go off after a certain time after it detects there's no, there's no more presence but each room also has the ability to uh, change the lighting scenes or moods so we use that mostly in the barn i guess where you're where you've got your dining and your kitchen and your living um, and you can zone that quite easily you know through colors and We've got uh, pendant lights, a strip light over the kitchen. We've got lights in the ceiling of the the vaulted ceiling. We've got LEDs, uh, strip lights running under the TV unit and uh, up in the vaulted ceiling. So, uh, yeah, you can play away to your heart's content. And-
0: yeah, yeah, it's a bit of a toy, a bit almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. So, and, and how about the the security stuff? Um, how does that how does that work? Is is, is it automated, or do you have to like yeah. switch things on? So again,
1: because it's integrated, and because you have uh, these these sensors in every room, you know, you've already got what you need for an alarm system. So um, it's something I guess you've got to consider in in the budget of the smart home. You know, things like heating control and lighting and security and access that there are parts maybe that you're you have in other budgets in your home but you know you can move those into the smart home thing so the alarm system um is very simple to operate we have uh rfad tags um on their little keypads outside the all the external doors which you can touch them off um just open, open the door for you and disarm the alarm whenever you're leaving the house a triple tap of a switch at any of the exit doors automatically shuts the house down you know it'll tell you if there are any open doors it'll turn off all the lights in the house and it'll set the alarm
0: right okay yeah that's pretty handy and then remind me what happens if there's a power cut if everything is controlled by electrics
1: yeah so on your doors for example your, your key still works physically in the door to get you in um uh, but power cuts would have to say it was actually on a Northern Ireland Electricity Webinar last year and, and power cut uh, for 2019. The, the average customer in Northern Ireland had an 83-minute power cut for the entire year of 20, uh, 2019. So it's not the issue it used to be, even even in the countryside. You know, I, I don't think we've had... We, we see the old blip. You know, we tend to see maybe a one or two second power cut, but the sort of uh, the long park cuts that we used to see are, are are thing of the past, I would say
0: but it doesn't mess with all the settings or with the system or no like it's, a, it's, it's
1: a computer that reboots you know it's i guess it's like any uh, any other house when the powers off the lights don't come on you know mm-hmm. from that aspect it's the same but whenever the powers restored, then it's it's up again in a few seconds
0: yeah and in terms of um consumption like energy electricity use and things like that can yeah. you tell it, it costs
1: yes to run yeah, I can tell you the cost for the house because it's something I'm very interested in and I love a spreadsheet. Um, so <laughs> we've been monitoring, even though we moved in in July, we got our economy seven meter in in December last year. So I've really been monitoring for the first, from the first of January this year and I'll, I'll be publishing the blog post in, in, in early January on, on the whole thing. But as an example, last month, our electricity bill, that's October, was 161 pounds i think from memory mm-hmm. um, and that is all our heating all our lighting all our cooking and all our mileage in the electric car that, that's we have, we have one bill you know we, we don't even have chimneys in the house we have no fireplaces we, we don't burn oil gas coal wood that's that's our single bill so it's well under half you know the running costs of our of our last house
0: Right. Okay. Um. Yeah. That's pretty good. And so, d- d- you were considering um PV panels, um solar panels to generate electricity. Definitely. Yes. All right. Is it worth it?
1: Absolutely. So, it? for yeah. a friend who's close by, and um, we were comparing electric bills. I Think this was back in June time, which is obviously was a good sunny time. And our electric bill for June was maybe similar around one hundred and fifty pounds, and his was eighty seven um and the only difference really in the, in the homes was the uh, his his solar panel so It'll, it'll make a good difference. So I think we need them to get our A rating in this house as well. Um, but unfortunately, Northern Ireland has got no incentives at the minute. We're we're just about to see the, the new energy strategy published for Northern Ireland. Um, and there, there's talk that, that will include some micro-generation incentives at last. So it's very disappointing because I, I, I read blogs in, in Great Britain where you know, one guy's uh, he's, he's going to get 11,000 quid for installing his heat pump. Over over the seven years that he installed it, whereas yeah. there, there's nothing here for heat pumps or solar or anything. So no. hopefully that'll change, and, and if, if we get some incentives, you know, I'd maybe intend to to put solar on in, in 2022.
0: But what would the payback be? This doesn't sound like a huge saving.
1: Well, the way like, electricity because prices are going, I think. You know, yeah. I watched a, a YouTube video the other night of a guy who was talking about batteries. You know, and, and a bit of man mouths involved, but. Um, if you can charge a battery, even at the minute on on uh, a low, I think our our night rate is seven point eight p versus sixteen point nine in the day, and we do use a lot, of, an awful lot of electricity. You know, with with a heat pump, you, you are using a lot, uh, with the electric car as well. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're coming. The payback times are becoming shorter, but there's also a bit of a moral incentive as well around renewables. I think you know, it's not all about the payback time. You have to look at uh, the energy we're using and. How we can improve that i, th- I think you know uh, some of the blog posts i have written are, are over the the thing getting get, getting your ideas together from the start i would say visit as many show houses and kitchen and bathroom places as you can every time you're out or when you're at the self-build exhibition you're going to learn something new you know some of the the talks that we attended were were very valuable and helped us uh, form our ideas i would say plan for low energy you know we're, we're in the 21st century everyone i think knows now that heating is going to be electrified we shouldn't be burning anything anymore and um, so you know the current building regs aren't great Um go go above and beyond where you can um, r- room sizes was another one you know we, we did quite a bit of a look at our old house and room sizes and, and worked out based on how we were living and how we would like to live where we wanted to put the uh the balance you know to, to rebalance things and um, so getting your ideas in your head before you go to an architect on room sizes uh, was was quite helpful once you've got your plans i think um 3d renders are absolutely invaluable we got a 3d render done like a walkthrough of, of the house before we built and and that was really really good some of the best money we spent it was under 200 quid i think and uh definitely encourage people to do that you see things it's very hard for a lay to envisage you know a 3d space from a 2d plan um, mm. and that's certainly what was great did um, you
0: make changes on the back of that 3d i,
1: I think we did and, and um small changes and even changes in finishes maybe it it helped mo- mo- mostly with um but uh, it just it just seemed invaluable um, and that helped to solidify maybe some ideas and, and also see where we could maybe make some cost savings when, when we had to, um, things that maybe you know wouldn't affect the design and a lot things that did affect the look of, of the house. So very 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 uh, very highly recommended. Mm. Mm. The other thing I guess was in our first house, I feel that looking back that we designed it. Um, outside in instead of inside out you know and what i mean by that is we designed with we a, a vision of how the house looked outside where the windows went and everything and that very much dictated how the house ended up inside whereas this house we did we did the opposite. yes you want your house to look good from the outside but you know design the rooms around how you live rather than how, how you want the, you know, an, an image of the house to look on the outside yeah, that can be
0: a, yeah, it, but it can be adapted as well. I mean, the important thing is the flow inside. Yeah, for sure. Yeah,
1: yeah. But being optimistic, um, <laughs> you know, and enthusiastic because sometimes you know even to get through the planning process can be difficult. although our first our first house took ten years to get planning permission so uh, our second house was, was uh, relatively easy in that respect um, and i guess what, what i mentioned earlier on about more detail equals less extras you know f- for think of things like ev- even down to where where the bank of switches is going to go to control your appliances in the kitchen um, where your underfloor manifolds are going to go the, the route for the mvhr uh, ducting as i mentioned you know, all, all those things you need to get that uh, nailed down you can't get it all right from the start but the more you do i think the less opportunity there is for surprises later on
0: yeah surprises that cost money yeah (laughs) exactly and being being
1: on site i guess that was the other one that you know that we we find invaluable um and especially that that time when they uh when the first and second fix second fix especially lots of decisions you think you made you get lots of questions then and it's good to be on site probably daily at, at that point. Thinking of the future as well, you know, we we put a downstairs master bedroom in, um which we really like. And even if you're younger and have better knees than I have, you know, you should be thinking about it if if this is the home you're going to stay in. You know, think of a room downstairs that maybe in later life that you, you could convert to to your bedroom. But I think you know sticking to sticking to your guns maybe might be the other one. You know, that we we did we were trying to talk out of a few things possibly and it's easy to sort of get, to get uh waylaid and, and people tell you this is too hard or too difficult or but if, if you've got something in your mind that that you really want to do in your home i would say go for it
0: oh, what, what was give me an example of in your situation what well,
1: things tried? like you know, simple things even you know we, we had seen in the in that house in luxon and in, in, in austria that uh, the shower screen went from the floor to the ceiling a single piece of glass um, and we looked far and wide for that you know and nobody did that and we ended up getting a, a place in dungannon that made a piece of glass for us and in the grand scheme of things it wasn't probably uh, an awful lot extra over and above what something standard would have cost but just little little touches like that i think that, that make some of the room special <laughs>
0: yeah and you were yeah and they try to convince you the builder tried to convince you to just go for whatever's yeah, maybe, off the shelf a yeah bit. yeah, the, yeah. The bathroom
1: people or whoever you would know, just say you know would we'll not do but and you can make do but um if you're something in your in your head i would say go for it
0: yeah yeah it's your chance to get it yeah mm-hmm. it's great stuff well listen thanks so much mark i really appreciate your time
1: no worries great to talk astrid
0: Join us next time for more tips and advice from experts and self-builders alike. And if you haven't already, subscribe to SelfBuild Plus. It'll give you full access to the selfbuild.ie website, including the SelfBuild Plus Journey, which is your step-by-step guide to self-building and home improving. Your membership also gives you first access to all videos and podcasts, as well as access to our members-only Facebook group, which features regular Facebook Live events.